Yes, this is the Suicide Prevention Show. And yes, we are waking up the world. And we are waking up the world and making suicide a thing of the past. Using the power of positivity. And, you know, there's something very odd about this. Because I didn't change the slides around. And so this recording is going to require a little more editing than some of the others. So I'm just going to give Katie the heads up for that. On it. You're on it. I suspected you would be. Okay. So we're going to try this again. If I can figure it out. There we go. All right. I'm Jackie Simmons, and I am your host for Rocking the Dot. TEDx Unveiled. And this is part of waking up the world. Why? Because you have a message. You have a story. It is worth exploring. And TEDx might be your vehicle the way it was mine. My journey started when I decided that I would be willing. I would be willing to share my story. What we've been talking about earlier today with getting naked, I decided I would be willing to share my story in a very vulnerable environment known as TEDx. Why? Because it's a message that matters. It's a story. It's an idea worth sharing. And that's what TED and TEDx are all about. Are ideas worth sharing? What I didn't know is that delivering the talk was not nearly as important as who I became in the process. But I've gotten ahead of myself. And I do have all of this information for you in a handout. So take notes, but don't worry about catching every single word. The biggest part of what we're going to be talking about is the three areas of this journey, which is getting ready for a stage. But first, landing the stage. All right, so getting the stage, then rocking the stage, and then winning the views. And that's the three areas of a TEDx talk. And getting the stage is really quite simple. There are only four steps. And the first step is simply have an idea worth sharing. Aim high, pick an area that addresses one of the major ills of humanity. That's step one. Aim high. Pick something that is bigger than you can handle on your own. Step two, share your idea with your network. Here's a clue. If your family tells you, that's too big, Jackie. It's too big. It's too too big, it's too vulnerable, it's too something. If your family gives you that feedback, it's an idea that might be worth pursuing. The step three is to say yes to any opportunities to share your idea. This is really important. We're talking podcasts, summits, get your idea in front of local groups, any place where you can share your idea Share it. This is really important because you'll get clarity on it as you share it. And the fourth step is actually after you've done this, okay, I'll go through those first three steps again. 
aim high, get an idea worth sharing that addresses one of the ills of humanity. Share your idea. If you get feedback that the idea is too big, it might be worth pursuing. Say yes to any opportunity to talk about it. Radio shows, interviews, summits, presentations. After you have talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, you will get really, really clear on it. And if you are still excited about it, then and only then go to step four. And step four is search for an upcoming TEDx event on the TED's website and ask your networks for referrals. Note, not all TEDx organizers are created equal. So when you find a TEDx event, you're going to want to vet that TEDx organizer. You're going to want to talk to some people who've actually stood on that stage, preferably recently. And if it's a brand new organizer, this is their first time that they're doing a TEDx event, then you really want to know their plans are in alignment with why you want to have your talk on a TEDx stage. And we'll get more to that when we get into winning the views. So those are the four steps to getting the stage. Now, once you know that you're going to have a stage, I think that there are four pre-steps to rocking the stage. Okay. The four to, because to rock the stage, you've got to get ready for the stage. So you got it. Now let's get you ready. The first one, and this is really, really key work both sides of the microphone. That means not only get interviewed, but also start interviewing people, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on a summit, whether it's just on Facebook Lives, which are rocking right now, but take advantage of any opportunity to be on either side of the microphone, the interviewer and the interviewee. Why? Because you will gain more skills at being adept at change and being able to navigate when something happens. Like all of a sudden you notice in the middle of your TEDx talk that there's something going on with the tech. You need to be able to handle that without losing your train of thought. So getting interviewed and interviewing is the fastest way that I have found to get comfortable with anything that can come at you on a stage. The second one is to literally host your own show or summit. This is how you master learning how to hold an audience's attention. And that's really important. A disengaged audience is the last thing you want, but you're going to have them. You're going to have that one person. The whole arena could be wrapped attention on you. And what are you going to notice? Unless you have done this piece, you're going to notice that one person in the fourth row or that one person with their face buried in their phone while you're talking. You're giving the talk of your life, a message that could cure an ill of humanity, and all you're gonna see is that one person. And that's the other reason. You wanna know that you can hold an audience that cares and to not mind that there might be people who don't care in the audience. That's a skill that's worth mastering. So. The third step to pre-event is write about your idea. Share your idea in articles and in blogs and emails. This is another way to gain clarity. The more you write about it, the clearer you will get. And that's really important because when it comes to actually scripting your TEDx talk, 
every single word is valuable real estate. The fourth one, this is important. The fourth one is to see who else has shared this idea on the dot. The dot is that red carpet, that circle that most, it's usually a circle on TEDx stages and on TED stages. Who has shared the idea on the dot? The more exposure a topic has already had, the more likely you have a good topic. This is not a case where you want to be the lone wolf unless your topic is so hot that it'll get the attention of people. So those are the four steps to getting ready. The pre-steps, here we go. Work both sides of the microphone, get interviews and interview people, host your own show or summit so you master holding an audience's attention, write about your idea so that you gain clarity, and then see who else has put the idea on the dot. See, has this topic been discussed on a TED or TEDx stage before? Again, the more traction it already has, sometimes the better chances you're going to have of winning the views later. But before we get to winning the views, you got to rock the dot. Okay, this is now how you rock the dot. All you have to do is deliver, develop and deliver. I tried to say that as one word, it didn't come out very well. All you have to do is develop and deliver a world-class talk. Here's my pro tip. Get a great coach. There are three styles of coaching that I had on my way to the TEDx stage. And I'm going to cover them in a little bit more, but I just want to tell you, most organizers will have volunteer coaches. And if they offer you a coach, take it. I don't care how much experience you have with speaking. If you get offered a coach, take it. What you will gain, what I gained from working with the different coaches was invaluable at the time that I took the stage. So three ways to prep your talk for the stage. Right? Here's how you do it. One way is to memorize it. This is how you practice. You can practice to memorize it. Now, memorizing is absolutely required for a TED talk, but not for a TEDx talk. Absolutely required for a TED talk, and a TED talk is an event that the tickets can cost $6,000 to sit in the audience, right? TED is a work of art. We're not talking about TED. We're talking about TEDx. TEDx are independently organized TED-type events. So the rules about your talk and whether or not it has to be memorized are totally up to the organizer. Now, don't get me wrong. You're going to submit your script. You're going to submit a video of you reading it or when you're practicing it, you're going to submit a video of it to the organizer. But whether they absolutely require word-for-word -word memorization is rare. So I don't recommend memorizing your talk. Why? Because under stress, the first thing that goes is your short-term memory. And so you could be really well-versed and know this thing hands down when you're at home. You take a stage, you get a little stressed, it's going to be gone. There are better ways than memorizing. So I don't recommend the memorizing. Avoid it if you can. 
The second way to rehearse your talk and to practice it is what I call the prompt method. This is where you have PowerPoints that will prompt you for the next section. I also don't recommend this, and here's why. I saw it happen. I wouldn't have believed it. This TEDx event that I participated in, we'd been working on for over a year. And it's the day before. We're getting ready to rehearse and the stage isn't ready yet. So we break up into two groups to do our rehearsals through for each of us, a half of the room, and we're out in the lobby to do ours. Here's a problem. No PowerPoints because we're not on the stage with all of the electronics. And I watched it happen with more than one speaker that they went up to practice and could not. Now they've been prepping for this stage for a year, but because they had a prompt method for rehearsing, they couldn't deliver their talk without their PowerPoints. And I was like, wow, if the, if the power went out, if the PowerPoints went out, it would have been a challenge for them to deliver. Now they were rock solid the day of the talk, all the electronics work, but why put yourself in that position? Avoid PowerPoints if you can. They're not needed. Find other ways to engage your audience. And here's the other reason why I don't recommend PowerPoints. Where do you want their attention? Up there or right here? When I speak, I want attention right here. So if I've got PowerPoints, I've introduced distraction. What happens with the distracted audience? I don't have their full attention. So that's the other reason I don't recommend them. Use them if they are important and they make sense. Otherwise, don't. The third way to practice for the talk is to actually know your material. Read it and read it and read it and, and rehearse it in your mind, but more importantly, rehearse it out loud. And when you think you've got it down, then invite other people to listen. Like I said, you're going to videotape it for the audience, for the, for the organizer. But set yourself up with some small Zoom meetings. Invite your tribe. This is really key so that you get feedback. The first feedback you're going to get is going to be on your script. People are going to give you these words or that words, and it's going to help make your script better. You're going to test. You're going to try. And the next feedback you're going to get is going to be then on your delivery. And that's when you know your script is good, when they stop talking about your words and they start talking about your script. And so those are the, that's the first part about how you practice and rock the dot. Now, what's really key right now is that this is going to be continued. So this is part one of rocking the dot. We've gone through getting the stage. We've gone through pre getting the stage and the pre steps for delivering your message. And now we're into the three ways that you can actually practice your talk. And when we come back to this, we're going to pick up with the different ways to actually craft your script. How do you actually craft your script? And then how do you handle the coaching styles that you're going to be exposed to? And we'll wrap up with winning the views. In the meantime, stay right there. The ride gets more interesting from here. All right, so, by the way, 
knowing how to take a deep breath, really critical skill as a speaker. Many people take the stage and hold their breath, not even realizing that that's what they're doing. It throws you off balance, both chemical balance in the body and physically off balance when you do that. So take a deep breath. The journey to the TEDx stage starts with having an idea worth sharing. The bigger, the better. Go for something so big that your family tells you that you're crazy and then start sharing it with your network and then share it on radio shows and podcasts and interviews of any kind and write about it. But first, make sure you love it. So you don't get to the writing part first. You share it. If you still love it, after you've been interviewed about it, then, then you start asking for referrals to TEDx organizers. You go to the TED TEDx site and you look for when are their events coming up that they are accepting speaker applications for. And before you apply, you check out the organizer because not all organizers are created equal. You want to make sure that their vision for their speakers is in alignment with your vision for your message. Then we talked about the four ways to sort of get ready to deliver this message. You've decided what your message is going to be. Now you want to work both sides of the microphone. You want to interview and be interviewed. You actually want to be on both sides with different people. That will help you gain some skills that you didn't even know you were going to need. I highly recommend that you host your own show or summit or podcast so that you absolutely get used to holding an audience's attention. And then I recommend that you write about your idea, articles, blogs, any place that you can get this in writing. Why? Because in the writing, you will gain even more clarity. And clarity is key because when you write your script, which we're going to get to in just a minute, you're going to be looking at every single word being valuable real estate. And the fourth step to getting ready is to see who else has taken this idea to the dot. The dot being that circle red carpet on a TEDx stage. If it has been talked about before, that is a good sign. Unless you are so certain that your idea is a message that matters, that it's going to shift the world and the world is ready to hear it. If no one else has talked about it, do a little more research to make sure before you get into a commitment with a TEDx organizer. And then we talked a little bit about rocking the dot. And the first thing we talked about was how do you practice? How do you actually get to the point where you can deliver a world-class talk? Because you've got to develop and deliver a world-class talk. And my pro tip is to get a great coach. And we're going to be talking about coaches in just a minute. The first way that people approach a talk is often to memorize it. And while that's word for word memorization is required for a TED stage, it's not required for a TEDx stage, depending on the rules of that particular organizer. And this is good news. Word for word memorization can trip you up. If you have anything that triggers a stress response when you're on the stage, your short term memory is the first thing to go. Trust me. 
So the second way of practicing for a world-class talk is to have PowerPoints that prompt you for what comes next. And I don't recommend it. I don't recommend memorizing and I don't recommend prompting. As a matter of fact, if you can avoid PowerPoints, if they are not 100% needed for your talk, leave them out. You want people to focus their attention on you and your message, not up there on slides wherever there is when you present. And so knowing your material is the third way to get a world-class talk. Knowing your material. This is about it being your story. You can't go wrong when it's your story. You know this story. You lived it the best place and that's where we're going to go in just a second about how do you develop a talk but knowing your talk is a little different because it's going to be your story down to its barest essence and brought in with the most concise language possible and that's what you want to get to know i highly recommend walking around your house reading it out loud i repeated it out loud while i was in the shower why because that's the way my brain worked. It made sense to me at the time. Walk around, read it out loud, then speak out loud what you remember. Then go back and read it again and, and recognize where the gaps were. So you can start putting this together. So know it. There are three styles of writing a talk. And the first style is the tell me three times which is sort of the style that I'm using to deliver this talk. It's a sort of tell you what I'm going to tell you, then tell you, and then tell you what I told you. That's the three times. It's an adult learning style when you want people to absolutely get your content. So it's one style of a TEDx talk. The second style is what I call the Z system. The Z system of a TEDx talk is probably the most common of any presentation styles in the world. And in my opinion, it's the least inspiring. You've probably been in the audience when someone was using the Z system. How do you know that you were in the audience when someone was using the Z system? You zoned out. That's what the Z stands for. It's about a lecture style. It is not inspiring. Ignore it when it comes to a TEDx stage. The goal of a TEDx stage is to inspire, to have a message worth sharing, something that inspires people. And here's the trick. You want to use your story. Story is the third way of writing a TEDx script. And stories sell, stories inspire, stories rock. And stories are the key. Because here's the deal. The key to telling a story is not about inspiring the audience. The key is to tell your story in a way that inspires you. If you are inspired, your audience may choose to be inspired by you. You can't inspire anyone else. You can only inspire yourself in such a big, bold way that an audience might choose to be inspired with you, not just by you, but with you. It is very, very much compelling. Now, talk about coaches. 
There are three coaching styles that I came into when it came to my TEDx stage. And my first coach, oh my God, Jeff, I loved this man. I also actually hated him. We got into some tussles. And finally, he said, I'm not here to argue with you. And I'm like, okay, I'll listen, because I was struggling. I had written my script, and my script was very much the, this is what you need to know. It was probably more in the Z system than I would like to admit right now. And he called me out. He said, your script is tactical, but not vulnerable. And he told me I had the opportunity to do something significant with this stage if I was willing. So he asked if I was willing to rewrite my script. And I did. And so I went from tactical to vulnerable. My second coach was from a speaking style school. Now, I have a second coach because my stage got delayed. And when they did finally reschedule my stage, they, the, my first coach was no longer available. Because remember, TEDx coaches are volunteers. These people are amazing. It's incredible that we want them to do these amazing things. And they do amazing things for us. And they're all volunteers. So when my stage was rescheduled and we had it set up, I'm going to fly to Las Vegas. It's a hybrid event where I've got some live audience, but because of the restrictions of the pandemic, it was also going to be live streamed, which was new for TEDx. My second coach came from a school of speaking that was to tell me three times. And we worked on my script to get some formula to it, to get some structure to it. And the more we worked on it, the more I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I was like, I'm in so much trouble. It was three weeks before my stage. I'd been working on this for a year. I knew I had a chance to do something significant and I knew that this script wasn't gonna cut it. So I reached out to a friend my friend Roger Killen, he is the organizer of TEDx Stanley Park in Vancouver, British Columbia. And he's no longer organizing TEDx events. But I asked him if he would take a look at my script, if he would give me some feedback. And the feedback he gave me was, it's not going to inspire anyone. And I went, yeah didn't inspire me. And so he volunteered to help me. And two and a half weeks before I took the stage, we took my script and ripped it all the way down to the bare bones and rebuilt it based on story, not on content. It was on story. It was the hardest work I've ever done because this was not a story I wanted to tell. He said, Jackie, you have to tell the story of the day your daughter first tried to take her life. And I'm like, I don't know anything about that day. It was an ordinary day. I don't remember. And then he said the words, 
that took my breath away. He said, could you ask your daughter? All of those fears, all the fears, the fear of putting the idea back into her head, all of those fears. <sighs> yes, I could talk to my daughter. And so I did. And upfront and as honest as I can be, I said to my daughter, I don't remember. Can you help me? And she said, oh yeah, I remember. And mama, it was about the shopping. And that seems so silly now, but it wasn't silly then. And that became a bedrock piece of my talk when I rocked the dot. My willingness to share that it's not the big events necessarily that you need to be watchful for when it comes to suicide and, and these fears, this overwhelm and hopelessness. It's the little things. It's the little things that erode our self-confidence. Being willing to share that it's the little things, the insignificant moments that are actually the ones that build upon each other and lead to people standing on the ledge. This is why it's so hard to see this, any signs is because it's the little things. So when you are building your talk, get a really good coach who can help you understand that each word that you say is valuable real estate. That's critical. So those were my three coaching styles. I call them vulnerable, organized, and naked. Because when I phoned a friend, when I called Roger, and he said, you're going to have to go from vulnerable to naked, I went, this is not good. And it wasn't good until it got great. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons I practiced my talk in the shower. After all, if I was going to get emotionally naked on the stage, I might as well practice naked in the shower. You know, at least I'm going to be comfortable being naked while I'm talking. I actually think it helped. The emotional barriers to standing up and speaking out need to be addressed. And this was my way of addressing them. So those are the first two sections, getting the stage and rocking the stage. Getting the stage is just as simple as have an idea we're sharing, share your idea, speak about your idea, and then start looking for the TEDx stage that you want and vet the organizer. Rocking the talk is a matter of getting an idea that is big enough that your family thinks you're crazy. Working with it to make sure you're still excited about it and finally getting it where you do the research to see if somebody else has talked about it on the dot. If it's already been shared on the dot and you are still excited about it and your family thinks you're crazy, probably an idea worth sharing. And then it's about developing and delivering a world-class talk. Decide how you're gonna prepare. Are you gonna memorize? Are you gonna use prompts? Or are you gonna know your talk? Decide how 
you're going to structure your talk. Is it going to be the tell me three times? Is it going to be a lecture that's pure content? Or is it going to be based on your story? Take advantage. The third piece is to take advantage of all coaching that's offered to you because it was the coaching that made me hate my script that pushed me to reach out for help. If it had not been for that, I would have given a good enough talk. A good enough talk. I would have settled for a good enough talk. Don't do that. Don't settle for a good enough talk. Get a great coach. It's really important. It's worth it. Even if you have to pay for it. Now, here's the deal. A TEDx organizer cannot recommend a paid coach. It's outside of the TEDx guidelines. It is not outside of the guidelines to use a paid coach. The organizer just cannot recommend one. So if you don't feel happy with your script, with the volunteer coaches, and if they have a volunteer coach, take it. But if you don't feel happy with your script at that point, go for a great coach. Don't settle. It's worth it. I guarantee it. So those are the first two sections. Now let's talk about winning the views. The game of a TEDx talk is not about standing on the stage. And this is what I didn't understand. See, I actually thought that the day I stood on the stage in front of a live audience was going to be one of the most important days of my life, of my journey to share this message. The reality was standing on the stage in January of 2021 was just the beginning. It's the mindset that matters. So take a deep breath. Imagine in your mind, your talk being shared hundreds and then thousands and then hundreds of thousands of times. It's not the day of your talk that matters. It's the, uh, and it's not the applause that changes the world. It's the views. This is where the game of 10X is won or lost if your goal is to make a difference in the world. Note, here's important because you're a group of speakers at a TEDx event and not all speakers are looking to start a movement. And I'm gonna read this. Some speakers take a TEDx stage to build their credibility and hopefully earn a bestseller badge on the group's book. Regardless of your why, the group effort to promote the live event, to keep on schedule, to show up and deliver, and to promote the video release is a commitment worth considering because that's what you're committing to. You are committing to promoting the live event, keeping it on schedule, showing up and delivering, and promoting the video release. Those are the things you're committing to. So here's the checklist that I created. And like I said, you're going to get all of this. One, make sure that my talk title and description are search engine optimization, SEO, that they're optimized. I didn't even know what that word really meant until Roger took my talk title and put it through his process. And instead of having a title that said how to stop, how to end 
the teen suicide epidemic. That was my talk title, how to end the teen suicide epidemic. My talk is entitled, have the talk to stop teen suicide. It's shorter and it's punchier from a search engine optimization point of view. There's a website called vidIQ, V-I-D-I-Q.com, and it will help you see if your video title is ranking high enough to be worth using. So you do that, you search engine optimize your title, and then you write your description. And you write your description using the optimized talk title three times if possible. This can take some creative writing. And I've actually put my talk description, the proposed one, in this document for you because I think it's worth you having so that you can see what it looks like. Three, format the description in paragraphs. Put some spaces between them and you can put your email contact information in the middle. This is perfectly acceptable. There are lots of examples on the TEDx stage. Now you cannot put your website, but you can put your contact information. You cannot put an offer. You could put your contact, I'm gonna say it again. You cannot do a bunch of things. There's a whole list of the do nots. What you can do is put your contact information with your name in the middle of your talk description. And I highly recommend it. You can see lots of examples, both good and bad on the TEDx website, but look under videos. Don't look just at the videos of their homepage. Look under videos under that tab. So, Step four, start prepping my friends and family and you. Start prepping you for engagement with my video so that when my video is put up on the TEDx site, you go and you watch it and you comment on it and you like it and you share it. That's what's going to make the difference between whether we start a movement or whether I just delivered a good talk. This is what's going to make the difference. You want to mobilize your friends and family. You want them to be prepared. You want them to be excited. You want to be throwing parties. And we're going to throw a party. We're going to throw a party for the Teen Suicide Prevention Society, that movement. And so you all will get the notices because you came on the show. But please share this. When you get the notice, don't keep it a secret. Share it. And this is the request you're going to want to make of your friends and family. The fifth one is something most people don't know. I get to edit my script to be a chapter in a book. Many TEDx organizers already have this as part of their game plan, that they're going to take their TEDx speaker scripts, the TEDx speakers are going to rewrite them so that they are book chapter ready, and then they're going to publish a book and they're going to publish it with a bestseller strategy so that every single speaker also gets the badge of being an Amazon best-selling author. This is a huge endeavor on the part of the organizer. And if your organizer is not doing that, then you're going to want to be talking within the group. Odds are someone in the group is a published author or is a publisher. This is very common. 
And so you as a group can do this independently of the organizer if it's not part of the organizer's marketing plan. But be prepared because ideally that book will go and get published the minute you've got those links to the videos on YouTube on the TEDx channel. And the sixth question is ask yourself, who are the right people to help put your TEDx talk from your group on the radar screen of the TEDx and TED organization. You never know who might be willing to help you with this until you ask. And this is a big deal. Why do you want to get on the radar screen of TEDx and TED? Because if you get on their radar screen, they will start to promote your video. And then your message will truly matter. It will have more impact and it will make a bigger difference. The magic of TEDx is who I had to become in order to stand naked on a stage and live my story in a way that allowed the audience, both in person and online, to relive those days with me. From my daughter's first harrowing death attempt through the years of silence, years I spent afraid to bring it up, of scared to put the idea back in her head and finally to the day she broke the silence in a very public way that launched a movement. Yes, my TEDx talk is the origin story of the Teen Suicide Prevention Society. It's why we do what we do. My idea worth sharing is that suicide can be prevented if you're willing to have the talk about suicide before you think it's needed, before your loved one is struggling with suicidal thoughts. My secret weapon, beyond having a team of coaches, my secret weapon is a very fast and effective mindset reset tool. Right before I took the stage, I got introduced to something called Positive Prime. It gave me the ability to cope myself with emotional Teflon so that the emotions of all of the other speakers in the room slid right off of me. It gave me the ability to take that stage with absolute calm confidence, to know my material so well that the next sentence I was going to need was actually in front of my eyes before I spoke the sentence I was on. It's a cutting edge, computerized, gamified positivity booster. And it helped me stay calm and rock the dot. And each of you gets a free account for it. So click on the link below, go to emotionalteflon.com. This is a big deal. Now, that's my gift to you. I call it mindset magic and it only takes three minutes a day. You'll get immediate access to the being happier session. And that's where I started. You'll also have enough credits to go and shop and get another session. My personal favorite, the second one that I put into my collection was the powerful Prosperity and Powerful Prosperity and Profitability by the creator of Positive Prime, Kim Serafini. I highly recommend it. So 
This is really key. This is my journey. So would you please share about the mission? Invite your friends to our YouTube channel. And that's the suicidepreventionmovement.com. That will take you to the YouTube channel. Watch some of the videos there. Comment, like, share, and subscribe. And know that you're helping to build the momentum that's going to allow us to have a movement to make suicide, especially teen suicide, a thing of the past, because that is our mission. So I want to make it easy to share. So we've written all kinds of documents for you, and you can take a look at that. And I got, an, I got a true confession. The TEDx stage. The TEDx stage wasn't what I aspired to. I never, ever, ever thought that I would ever publicly share about my daughter's story with anyone, much less with everyone. Now I really want everyone to have a chance to have the talk about suicide with their team before they need it before they're labeled as at risk, anything, and before they make an attempt. So the proposed description to my talk, I'll share with you. And it's in the document that you're gonna get. Have the talk to end, oh, that's a typo. Have a talk to stop teen suicide in the next 24 hours over 3,000 American teens will attempt to take their own lives according to the Center for Disease Control 25% of American young adults are struggling with suicidal thoughts when you watch have the talk to stop teen suicide you'll enter into a world of deadly silences and bone chilling revelations. Along the way, Have the Talk to Stop Teen Suicide delivers the clues and keys you need to break the deadly silences and prevent the guilt nightmare that haunts parents, classmates, teachers, and friends following a suicide attempt. Have the Talk to Stop Teen Suicide includes the purely preventative science-based four-step script for the talk about suicide. It's a powerful model for communicating on a topic no one wants to talk about. Jackie believes having the talk about suicide just might save your child's life. Jackie Simmons, Jackie at teensuicidepreventionsociety.org is an international speaker, host of the Suicide Prevention Show, the co-founder of the Teen Suicide Prevention Society and the author compiler of the book, Make It a Great Day, The Choice is Yours, and the author of the Why Not Workbook, Breaking the Silence on Teen Suicide. Jackie believes that teen suicides can be prevented. This is truly a case where an ounce of prevention is worth way more than a pound of cure. And finally, there's a little line that TEDx is going to add to your description. So don't put it there yourself or it will show up twice. 
and it's simply, this talk was given at a TEDx event using the TED conference format, but independently organized by a local community. Learn more at ted.com slash TEDx. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And I hope that this will inspire you to deliver your own message that matters, whether it's on a TEDx stage or some other stage. It's important. Who you are is amazing. Your message is important. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. Don't let the fact that people will think you are crazy stop you. There's a lot of reasons that could have stopped me from taking the stage and talking about suicide. Trust me, I'd lived with those reasons for over 20 years. Here's the deal. When you decide to take this journey and to deliver your message that matters, that people don't want you to talk about, that you're too scared to talk about, who you become in the process could change the world. And I guarantee you, it will change your world because it changed mine. Thank you.